Welcome, welcome. I'm your host on the mid matchup in review, Coach Will, and our guest, as you can see, Coach Partho. Hello, sir. Hello, hello. It's nice to talk to everyone. I'm the owner of the awesome team, Team Potato Heroes, of course. Of course, yes. We can't. We never forget the debut season of the Potato Heroes, third place overall. No one thought it could happen. Yes, yes, and that was without even any changes to the lineup for the entire season, pretty much. That was a beautiful run. It's funny you mention that. We're going to get back to it later to remind me. Uh, but first of all, in the matchup review, let's check out the matchups right now. So we're, we're here looking at uh, Rex Cloud 9 at the Urban Pumpernickels, Coach Justin and Coach Rachel. It's pretty close at the moment, 268 to 286 uh, in favor of Coach Rachel. What's your impression of of how these two coaches have, have started the season. One and three for, for Justin, three and one for, for Rachel. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's true. Rachel has been performing a lot better in wins at least, but they are really close right now. Then again, Rachel, I think, is a pretty hardy competitor. She's done pretty well, and she has a real knack for being passionate when it counts. So I think that she will actually win this matchup. Sorry, Justin. Ooh, oh wow! Well, that's a, a bold statement. If she does, that'll that'll bring her record to four and one. And I mean, the season, her season last year was similar to your first season. No one thought anything was going to happen, and suddenly, before you knew it, her team was in the playoffs, and her team made it to the finals, losing uh, in the finals to Coach Matab last year. Checking out their roster. She really. Yeah, she really, really tries to learn her stuff, and she keeps up with like a lot of the games and statistics uh, very well. One thing I notice is Corey Seager right now. You see DL10 there, but he uh, is done for the season, in fact. Uh, Tommy John surgery, that's an elbow surgery, uh, and, and that's, that's her mm. keeper. That's her star shortstop. Is there anything that Coach Rachel, or in general, a co when, when a star player goes down like that, uh, what do you usually do? If I well, it's difficult to say sometimes because you don't know. Like if you, like sometimes the players that are really good, you want to keep for maybe next season because they might be amazing again. You know, but like it's really hard to say. Maybe she could try to trade them off, or I, I don't think anyone would really go for it right now though because, like you said, he has surgery and all that stuff. Um, I think for now at least she has to find some kind of replacement. Um, and just hope it works for the best. Uh, I don't think there's anything really more you can do because he doesn't have that much value right now. Sort of wait-and-see approach and uh, play it by ear, I guess, until an opportunity presents itself. Yeah, now, I think so. Now, I did. you did mention that uh, that moves made thing, and I just it, it stands out for, for this reason. I'll, I'll just show you. So... Uh, on the, on the ESPN website, as you may or may not know, you can go to the standings and you can see not just people's records, obviously, but also how they're doing in individual categories. And uh, it struck me that if you sort by moves made, so how many, basically how many ad drops you've made, your team uh, is here at five. And what does that mean? Five, uh, context. Uh, if I were to go black to, back to 2017 and look at your total moves for the entire season, uh, as you'll see in a moment, you 
had five. All of 2017, five moves. And yet already, after just a month, you've made just as many moves. Is there any uh, explanation for that? Uh, well, yes. Yeah, so um, in uh, 20, what was it, 2016 or 2017? Because this was two seasons ago, right? So I, what I was just looking at is 2017. 2016, okay. like you said, I don't think you made any, maybe like one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, originally my team had a policy of laissez-faire, and that worked really well for me uh, my first season. My team performed splendidly without any involvement, really, from me, uh, which is uh, very admirable. And uh, Trying to uh, continue on that policy in 2017, um, we had a go of it. But um, I think uh, some of the potatoes went a little bad uh, over the course of the season. So uh, we are trying to change things up a little bit more now. I so um, keeping up with uh, regular weekly changes on and off. Still not maybe as much as uh, many other teams are, though. Um, but uh, we're trying to have a good mix of the original laissez-faire spirit of the Team Potato Heroes, as well as trying to bring in maybe a component of, like, a regular watch, like, um, at the very least, like, keeping up with things, even if I'm not actively changing things, but also trying to not change too much, if that makes sense. Right, sort of being aware, like, e even in the off-season, we saw that you made a trade, it's not often that uh, Potato, Potato Heroes may have made one or two trades last year, I don't know if they made any in 2016, but an off-season yeah. trade uh, for, I believe, Max Scherzer it was. Yes, yes. Uh, I think that trade went uh, pretty well, and uh, but uh, but there are there is a back and forth. If you actually look at my trade history, the vast majority of my trades, which there aren't that many, were largely made with Matab actually, um, and he actually initiated um, many of those trades. Um, so it's it's really hard to say. Even like I I, I personally didn't have the impetus for a lot of them, but. I'm more of a, if you ask me to trade, I'll consider it. So, but if you don't ask me to trade, then I won't trade, largely. Um, so I probably won't go and try to find those on my own. Um, so maybe my trade is more of a, a sign that other people are asking me to trade rather than me going out and trading. I mean, that could definitely have something to do about it. The more a team is active on the trade market, the more they appear as a viable trade, uh, a trade target in general. So, like, let's say someone, if there's a team that's never made a trade in their history, I'm less likely to even bother offering a trade because I'm like, well, mm. they're not a trader. But the more you do trade, maybe you more likely someone even approaches you just being like, hey, do you want to trade so-and-so? And then things develop. Yeah, it really depends also on how, sometimes how well you know him personally as a coach um, because, uh, or an owner rather, uh, because, like, I've had people who uh, have requested trades over the app for example, and I uh, message them to, uh, you know, get in, like, with Messenger or something or uh, other ways, but I think some of them dropped off then, didn't contact me after that. So I think that has to do with maybe unfamiliarity sometimes between owners. So the people who you trade with more are the people you know more, maybe. That could be. I mean, I I do have to ask them. It sort of leads to this. So... Everyone knows you have a pretty strong personal relationship with Coach Matab, uh, personal and competitive relationship. But it's also, I mean, assumed that Matab is, is more in tune in general with the sports and baseball world than you are. So is there ever a concern that maybe uh, 
you're not getting the better end of certain deals when you're trading with someone <laughs> who is involved more. That is, uh, that is uh, definitely a very... Uh, uh, that is definitely a very important thing to consider, and I always do consider whether he's ripping me off every time he offers me a trade. Uh, but I will say it's not like I give him an easy run for things, and we usually um, go back and forth on uh, my counter offers, for example, repeatedly uh, for a good hour or so, usually at least every single time. So it's not like a easy time uh, at any of it, but we do have the personal relationship to keep um, the negotiations going pretty actively. And I think he knows that uh, as long as he gives me what I think is enough, that I will eventually uh, probably make a trade with him. Um, and on my own things, uh, I tend to look at numbers and um, data a bit more. So if I um, see enough value in the uh, data that he shows me and I basically make him the, uh, the more active person in trying to send me the information, send me the numbers, and I double-check, um, and then if it all pans out according to my expectations, then I go ahead with it. But it definitely isn't uh, an immediate accept on the trade uh, ever, really. I usually do throw him several counter offers. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that. So, sort of, this isn't really about Matab in general. For there are certain coaches in the league who are less in tune with the baseball world, and I, it's easy for them to be intimidated being on the trade market. So, I was curious your strategy, and you, and you outlined it sort of look at the numbers, is there any number in particular? Is it always about points? Is it about, like, certain statistics? Well, I mean, if you're, uh, if you can keep up with games and teams and uh, all that stuff very regularly, like, you'll know who's playing when, uh, how well they're expected to do, maybe in different parts of the season, or anything like that. But, um, uh, sometimes, like, going on with my laissez-faire kind of policy, I like to look at like uh, numbers over a large period of time. So okay. I tend to really like looking at uh, yearly uh, point values. Um, obviously, it depends on the position because, you know, different positions obviously have different expected, you know, maximums or averages. Uh -huh. um, but uh, I do like to look at yearly averages. Um, and then from not just this year, what, what, what's, uh, what, what they've scored, but even last year, the year before that, and try to see if there's a general trend, see how old they are, if they're maybe a little too old or something, um, other things like that, um, see if they're in generally good shape, um, but not, nece not necessarily the specifics of, like, what team they're on or who they're playing against or, you know, uh, anything like that. As long as I see that they're, um, you know, relatively stable, good-performing player overall in the last seasons as well, I think uh, that's uh, the big part for me. Awesome. Great insight, Coach uh, Partho. Uh, thanks so much for offering your time. We've, uh, we've got to wrap up here. Any uh, right. messages for the, the other teams in your division before we go? Well, Team Potato Heroes will strive on. Strive on. You all eat potatoes too, so you will fall to Team Potato Heroes. <laughs> well said. Well said. Until we speak again, Mr. Partho. Yes. Toodaloo. Fairly well.